Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. Shalom, lovers of the Torah. Thank you for choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. It's great to be with you again. In this podcast, I'll be sharing on the Parashah Shemini, translated 8th. It's found in Leviticus chapter 9 and verse 1 and runs all the way through chapter 11 and verse 47. My focus will be on the dietary laws and our novel coronavirus 2020. I hope to answer some basic questions about the biblical diet and its relationship to health and well-being. And please keep in mind that this is a midrash and is not to be construed as a doctrinal statement or a theological treatise on the subject. I'm simply wrestling with the passages to better inform you as well as myself. And I reserve the right to change my mind on my ideas as I grow in the grace and knowledge of the Messiah. I'm going to read the Torah texts. Uh, from the JPS translation of the Tanakh. I'll, I'll be reading Leviticus chapter 11, verses 1 through 8, and then jumping down to verses 47 through 48. So let's begin with the first three verses. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying to them, Speak to the Israelite people thus, These are the creatures that you may eat from among all the land animals, any animal that has true hoofs with clefts, through the hoofs, and that choose the cud, such you may eat. So right away, what we see is that God gives us the permission to eat certain animals. In other words, certain animals are edible, implying that other animals are inedible and should not be eaten. Uh, there are additional laws, of course, related to uh, this diet found elsewhere. I don't have time to go into those today. Uh, laws that relate to slaughter and food prep. Uh, for instance, blood is forbidden to be consumed. It has to be poured out from the animal and properly disposed of. Uh, so we do have a, a lot of different laws. I'm just giving a brief overview of what is allowed to be eaten and what is forbidden to be eaten. Let me go on through uh, verses 4 through 8. The following, however, of those that either chew the cut or have true hoofs, you shall not eat the camel, although it chews its cud, it has no true hoofs, it is unclean for you. The daman, although it chews the cud, it has no true hoofs, it is unclean for you. The hare, although it chews the cud, it has no true hoofs, it is unclean for you. And the swine, although it has true hoofs, with the hoofs cleft through, it does not chew the cud, it is unclean for you. You shall not eat their flesh or touch their carcasses, they are unclean for you. Now, these same instructions uh, are also brought to bear uh, for, for inedible creatures living in water and flying in the air. For instance, in the water, some of those creatures that are forbidden to be eaten are lobster, crab, shrimp, uh, catfish, etc., etc., and also uh, things that fly in the air. Uh, that would include bats, uh, among many other things that are forbidden to eat. Uh, 
Now, this chapter closes with two verses that I want to point out uh, that kind of summarizes all of this. Uh, Moses tells us, These are the instructions concerning animals, birds, all living creatures that move in the water, and all creatures that swarm on the earth. For distinguishing between the clean and the unclean, between the living things that may be eaten and the living things that may not be eaten. So again, we have this uh, categories given to us related to food. Some creatures are edible and others are inedible. In other words, edible food and inedible food, clean and unclean. Unclean animals are forbidden as food. Unclean animals are forbidden to be eaten. Now, that includes things like the pig and the, and, and the bat. Now, let me jump down to the coronavirus uh, 2020 that we're all, uh, you know, hearing about 24-7. This novel coronavirus has been named SARS-CoV-2. And it originated in bats. I want to read from the CDC website, quote, The SARS-CoV-2 virus is a beta-coronavirus. Like MERS-CoV and SARS-CoV, all three of these viruses have their origin in bats. The sequences from U.S. patients are similar to the one that China initially posted, suggesting a likely single recent emergence of this virus from an animal reservoir. Unquote. Now I want you to think about that for a few minutes. All three of these uh, uh, previous uh, viruses originated in bats. Ground zero, Wuhan, China. 11 million plus people in that city. Many people living on top of each other in high rise apartments. Now, I just want to stop there and just point out that when you uh, corral people, uh, you know, where they're tightly uh, living together on top of each other, so to speak, you increase the rate of infectious diseases, among a number of other negative things, you increase the chances of infectious disease spreading quickly because everyone's bunched together. I think there's a verse in Isaiah that talks about joining house to house and field to field. And the God says, don't do that. Woe to those who join a house to a house. And I think of, you know, our apartment complexes where people just live on top of each other, especially in, in our inner cities. Um, I think that's a problem. I think that creates a host of negative impacts in our population groups. And so when you have Wuhan, China with 11 million plus people and you look at all of the mega high rises throughout the city, it's just it's, these people are just crammed in there together. Right. And then add to that the open live food markets that have just so many animals corralled together, wild animals, unclean animals, animals that are forbidden to be eaten, being sold in these marketplaces, being slaughtered right there. You know, oftentimes you'll pick your animal, it's alive, and, and then it's slaughtered right in front of you because as, as, the, as the buyer, you want to make sure you're getting what you purchased. 
And so, you know, the animals are being slaughtered in these wet markets. Um, and so you have both live animals, uh, uh, dead animals, and animals that are being slaughtered. And many, many of them are unclean animals. They're animals that are forbidden to eat. Uh, God doesn't tell us why we should not eat those things, but... Uh, you know, later on, through the advance of science, we can determine a number of things that are good reasons for not wanting to eat or not eating these types of animals, these types of creatures. Um, so the potential for infectious disease rises dramatically when you have millions of people and millions of animals in close quarters. That's just the facts. This virus that originated in bats supposedly then infected snakes and civets and or pigs and then infected people who came into contact with them in late December of 2019. And of course, think about it, the merchant and the consumer are going to come into contact with these diseased animals. Another point the least, at least four pandemics originated in bats. And so, you know, this, this is problematic, especially when you have people groups around the world that are eating bats as part of their diet. You know, and, and, and even us in America, I mean, look at our pig industry. Look how huge the pig industry is in our nation and the consumption of, of swine in our nation. Um, and, I, you know, I think there's enough correlations between um, what we're eating and chronic disease and illness that we should be maybe doing some more thinking surrounding our diet. Now, let me get back to this uh, Wuhan, China phenomenon. Uh, wet markets in places like Wuhan, China, with a close proximity of shoppers, shoppers and vendors to live and dead animals create a prime breeding ground for what is called zoonotic diseases. The novel coronavirus is a zoonotic disease. Now, this is according to Eric Toner, a senior scientist at John Hopkins University. He says this, um, I thought for a long time that the most likely virus that might cause a new pandemic would be a coronavirus. We're in an age of epidemics because of globalization, because of encroachment on wild environments. So, so what's he saying? What's he insinuating here, right? I, th I think what he's saying is we got some problems here because we got this encroachment on wild environments in which these exotic animals are being brought into close proximity in great numbers, and they are carrying diseases, um, and I would add to that, these are the animals that God says, don't eat. And so what, what, what's going on here? We get this problem right away because we've got these animals infected with these coronaviruses that now are being brought together and eaten, eaten, right? Slaughtered and eaten. Now, now he, he mentions this whole issue of globalization being a, another factor in pandemic. And it's true because of globalization, those who handle, slaughter, and consume bats, snakes, pigs, among other forbidden food, then put at risk all of those around the globe who eat foods that are edible and healthy. In other words, because of globalization, 
people are eating and then flying all over, carrying with them whatever their illnesses are to all these other nations that then infect other people in those nations who travel then to other nations. And because of globalization and the ability to move around the globe very easily, we have the potential for pandemic like never before in human history. I think we're going to see more and more pandemics as a result of globalization. So what can we do about this? Let's get down to some practical application of what we can do as the people of God, the people of the book, the people of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? What can Israel do about this? Well, just like we educate people about the importance and benefits of hand washing and social distancing and quarantine in order to slow up the spread of infectious diseases, We need also to educate them about a good and proper, healthy diet, which includes, you know, this is a biblical diet. It would include whole plant-based foods, organic plant-based foods with a minimal amount of organic free-range edible meats, wild-caught edible fish, and organic free-range edible birds like chicken and turkey. And modeling this diet as a way of life and teaching others about a biblical diet and about sustainable farming and ranching, that's part of the dietary laws and the biblical diet. It reaches all the way back to how we even raise, you know, our our food, you know. And so sustainable farming, sustainable ranching, humane treatment of the edible animals we raise or catch for consumption. This will go far in preventing many of these epidemics that then become pandemics. We are the light of the world. We have the revelation of God in regards to this matter. And I think that we can do our part to help prevent the spread of infectious disease. People now more than ever are open to our information. And we need to lovingly and respectfully enter the dialogue. We need to teach our children and to teach them well. We need to share these ideas about the biblical diet with our neighbors and our friends, also with our educators and politicians and scientists and doctors, our farmers and ranchers. We need to get the word out, what God has to say about a biblical diet, about healthy food, about sustainable farming and ranching practices, about the humane treatment of how we treat our animals, how we raise them, how we you know, uh, uh, catch them for consumption. Uh, These are the things that I think will make a huge difference in slowing the spread of infectious disease around the world. Well, that concludes our program for this week. A special thanks to our great King, Yeshua the Messiah, and to you, our listeners and supporters, for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of Messiah in Israel, the United States, and throughout the world, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and check out all of our social media at graftedin.com. That's G-R-A-F-T-E-D-I-N.com. Baruch Hashem. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. And until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Prince of Peace, Yeshua, the Messiah. Shalom. 
Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www.graftedin.com. God bless you and shalom.